And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. It is the Weighing In Podcast with my man, Josh Thompson, ready to just enlighten you with his knowledge of everything that happened. And I'm here just to sit here and listen to him. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> What's up, my man? Uh, not much, buddy. How are things? How was the trip to Sioux Falls? Uh, you know, how was things? Sioux Falls was Sioux Falls. It was a good place. The fights just did not did not deliver. You know, too many uh, people too afraid of losing and not putting everything out in their performance, mm. in my opinion. But we'll talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the UFC, man, had some issues with their app, man. I was struggling with them. I posted it on Twitter. I talked about it, and I was like... My ESPN shut off. Yeah, same thing, man. So we're going to talk about the fights that we were able to see. I only got to see a couple of the fights and going to be very upfront and honest with you. So uh, I just I couldn't get the other ones to load. The rewatch on them also wasn't working. Uh, it shut off right before the main event. You know, the main card started. Uh, and some of the prelims, too. It was real glitchy, so... Just got to be up front with you guys. And I thought it was just me. So I posted it on Twitter and everyone was like, nope, mine shut off. Nope, nope mine shut off. Nope, I can't rewatch it. Nope. Which means like, that you cannot just blame my internet. No, <laughs> oh, no, I cannot. I cannot. So because, you know, that Tennessee internet is garbage. Garbage. <laughs> no, no, you're, you had you had problems with your internet because you had what? A mole? Or a, a, oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a, yeah, something. Mole or gopher eat yeah, my wife. Yeah, something your stuff. <laughs> But it's all better now. Now you look beautiful again, not all pixelated and choppy. No, doing good, baby. <laughs> Looking great. Just all smacking right. it down. Well, we got a lot to talk about. We got Bellator on Friday night. We had UFC on Saturday. And then there was a little bit of boxing. I didn't get, I didn't get a chance to watch that because I was dealing with all the trying to rewatch the UFC. So uh, I don't know if you watched any of that boxing. But I did. Okay, you can maybe run us through with that. But, um, but yeah, sorry, guys. So we're going to give you the best we can on what we, on what we were able to see and uh, go from there. But you want to start with Bellator? You want to start with the UFC there, John? Yeah, well, the UFC's up. Let's do okay. it. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and start with the uh, with the UFC. So you have Look, Vicente, Vicente Luque. Lu- go ahead. Yeah, Vicente Luque against RDA. You know, everyone's looking forward to this, figuring, you know what? RDA can throw his hands. Vincent, Vicente Luque, he throws his hands hard. You, you knew that RDA was going to go after some wrestling because that's, especially in the 170-pound division, it's very difficult for him to as far as just the physical size comparisons there, he's just a little bit smaller, you know, yes, they weigh the same, but it's the same as saying like Islam Makachev against, you know, Volkanovsky. They weren't, they're weighing the same, but Islam's just a bigger frame. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're seeing with Luke against uh, RDA. And I, I was really impressed with uh, Luke's just, you know, decision game plan, whatever it was, who came up with it. I don't know if it was Greg Jones or who, but they really went after, wrestling with rda and taking him down because rda was a guy that he was trying to force it to the the cage he did that a lot he held that position you know quite often throughout the fight it wasn't the exciting fight that you know you wanted to see uh but it was a systematic performance by vicente luque in the fact that he kept going back to what was making him successful um he just round after round he kept taking away from rda Mm -hmm. not by a lot you know, but just a little bit and to the point where, you know, even RDA's corner at the end was saying, hey, you got to knock him out. You know, they knew. I was surprised that the judges had it at, you know, one had it at 49, 46. That's what I had it at. Two had it. They gave another round to RDA at 48, 47. But 
I thought it was pretty evident and clear that, you know, Vicente Luque, he deserved the win. He got the win. And, you know, he, he got himself back from everything that he had to go through, you know, off of the last fight and all, all of the requirements that were made of him and stuff. And he's he's back. He took some good shots. You could see that he would take a step back, and it was like, I'm okay. And then he'd come back into that uh confrontation and stuff but it was really a very smart i'm not saying it was the most exciting it wasn't but it was a smart performance by vicente luque to get that win yeah it's not always about coming out and being a gunslinger it's sometimes about just coming True. out and, get, and fight using your fight iq and that's what you have your coaches for is to kind of lead you in the right direction look let's not just go out there and be what we've been for the last you know for the last however many fights you know 30 fights that he's had Let's try and make some adjustments as we get as we are getting older. Let's make these adjustments and start fighting smarter. Let's not be a gunslinger. Let's get some takedowns. Let's pressure against the fence. Let's slow the pace of the fight down. Let's put ourselves in a phone booth so less likely to get hit with big shots, you know. And then use our body frame against RDA. Use our body frame to to hang on him, to wear on him, get him down to the ground, and then make him control us. Try to move us. Try to elevator sweep us. Try to get up to his feet. All of those things. And uh, it sounds like him and his coaches came up with a game, good game plan, and uh, you know, and were able to dominate the positions and you know, and get the win. Those aren't going to always be fun fights. I mean, look, yeah, we're going to talk about some fights tonight. You're going, you're going to pull your hair out. You're going, what are you doing? But it comes down to finally, eventually getting the win, and him getting back on track. I think he had lost two in a row, so him getting the win, he starts building that confidence. Okay, I can take a shot after all of his medical issues, and then also too. You know, okay, this is working for me. Okay, I can start using this when I need to now. You know, against other fighters. So good for him, man. Though getting 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 the win, getting back on track. You know, realizing that his medical issues can, can be put behind him a little, a little bit, hopefully, and uh, continue to keep training, continue to keep getting better, and you know, get a win. That's a big win because I would have thought the other. We did talk about it last week. I thought the other way around. I thought RDA was gonna be able to take him down. I thought RDA yeah. was gonna be able to stand with him and use his we speed did a couple to hit him with some big shots. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, I thought I thought that the speed was going to be a big factor in how RDA would control the the tempo on the feet. Who was the faster fighter there, John? Luke. Now, really? Okay. okay. I, you know, I'm not going to say. I'm going to be on. They're the same. The, the oh. speed was basically. I didn't think there was an advantage either way. Honestly, I thought they they matched up speed wise, but RDA was definitely not the faster fighter. Got it. Got so. it. Very very similar. All right, next fight. Yeah. But hey, real question, let me uh -huh. ask you this. RDA, you know, it's obvious that, you know, his his weight cutting down to 155 is just not there anymore. He's too big, you know, the, the age is caught up to where it's too difficult. And he's fighting at 170, but he's not going to be fighting for a title. How long do you think he should fight? He's at 32 and 15 now. He's a great fighter. Mm -hmm. He's had a great career, but... Now he's, you can tell he's not going to be fighting for titles. He's fighting for what? Money. money? Yeah, okay. money. And the other thing, too, is that John, like, in this fight, did he take a lot of damage? He's kind of held down, kind of pressed to the Not fence. really. You not know? really. No. I mean, there's going to come a fight, though, where he takes a lot of damage, where he gets knocked yeah. out. That's going to happen. And when that, when, he, when that does happen, he may just decide to hang it up. But I think until that happens, I think he'll just keep fighting. And if you look at what the pay scale is, maybe... I mean, he's probably making 250, 300, you know, a fight. I'd say anywhere oh, between the 250, yeah, 250 to 300. 
you know, former champion, fight anybody, that kind of thing. You know, he prefers to fight more stand-up guys so he could take them down. <laughs> he just moved by Podcast Dave. Oh, Because, you know, he had moved. He was living in Costa Mesa, California with his family for years. Yeah. Moved back to Brazil. Now he moved to Austin, Texas. Jeez. <laughs> so hopefully okay, we I mean... can get a, get in touch with RDA. And have him go slap the sass right out yeah. of podcast, Dave. Yeah. We can use, use a little extra backhand. That's perfect. Woo! Yeah, put a little uh, spit on it. All right. Next fight. All right. We have <laughs> Cub Swanson taking on Hakeem Dawadu. Ah, man. You know, this, it, this was a, a, a welcome, you know, good competition. I like the way that, you know, Cub fights. I always, I like Cub. Mm -hmm. Uh Dawadu came out and fought, in my opinion, a smart fight against Cub. He kept it mostly on the feet. Um, he used his range every time Cub would make, a, you know, an advancement to come in, and you know, because Cub covers space pretty well. You know, he you know, he jumped, he does that jump in. He did a good job of making him pay many times for doing it. Um, I. I, I don't agree with the judge's decision on it, though. Mm. I had it for Dowdu. I thought Dowdu won 29-28. Uh, but the judges, all three, gave it to Cub Swanson. So they saw something that I didn't. And uh, I'm not saying they were wrong. It's one of those it's a close fight. But even Cub, Cub thought he lost. You know that. Yeah, you know, when you see fighters after the, after and they're getting ready to announce the decision and they already kind of they kind of shake their head, have their head down a little bit, and they're clapping for the other guy and all those other things, right? Those type of things show you that they yeah. didn't think they won. So, I mean, th those are things that fighters just automatically kind of figure in their mind, like, man, I lost that fight. You know, and... Um, you, know, you, you know you lost... You know how many times you were hit compared to what you were being able to put on your opponent in those engagements, and it, after a while it adds up. It's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get there. Uh, I thought I thought I thought Cub fought well at times. I thought mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, he's getting older too. Yeah, and but the speed did start to started to leave. You know, in near the end of the fight, he went to grappling. I thought that was smart. You know, he tried to you know take the fight down, but he wasn't able to do really anything with it at all. Uh, I just overall, you know, I, nice to see him get the win. I I always love watching Cub fight, but. I really I feel bad for Dawadu because I thought you know he actually performed really well against a veteran fighter, a big name, probably the biggest name he's ever fought, and uh, he put on a good performance. He took some shots, no doubt about it, but so did so did Cub. You know, Cub was bleeding out of the nose. I think he broke his nose uh, in the first round, and uh, Cub was bleeding out of his nose in the for the rest of the fight. It wouldn't stop. So but they both got their licks in, but close fight. I kind of thought that Dawadu won. You know who took some big shots, though, was Chris Dacus. <laughs> now, you want to talk uh, about quality of performance. Khalil Roundtree, let's, let's say that Khalil Roundtree is one of the nicest freaking guys you'll ever meet. He is just a sweetheart of a guy, and he's just classy in everything he does. Man, and he looks, he is chiseled. Man, if, you know, if you ever see a picture, I don't know, have you ever seen Khalil before he started training? Yeah. I mean, he was huge. Yeah. And it's amazing. You look at him now, he's a Greek god, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, dude. Right? And now the confidence of him in the cage is so apparent that he's, he's not, you know, he. I think he realized that Dacus would try to take him down. 
and utilize, you know, some grappling because that's the, the Dacus brothers were both good in jujitsu mm-hmm. and takedowns never even came close. Mm-hmm. And the, the, any, any time they got into <laughs> a clinch situation, it was Khalil was the one that was creating the problem. He, he used his head so well against Dacus in that first round when they had that engagement, he got against Finn. Dawkins's chin is off to the side, and you can see, man. You and you know, and I know. I go that fucking. That's uncomfortable, man. Yeah, <laughs> and he's trying to figure his way through it. But when Khalil decided to go, you know, I think he had like, in my opinion, three three times that he really threw hard, and the last one being the one that just just obliterated Dawkins. That was a hard freaking shot. Hit him straight down the pipe. Dawkins goes down. I thought you know you could have been even stopped when he went down because he went down his back and he turned and Herb let it go and you know Roundtree came in missed the first one he hit it with the second one and, and Herb stopped it. But big win for Khalil Roundtree. Chris Dawkins man he's realizing dude those dudes hit light heavyweight they're fast. Yeah, Khalil's got power, man. I mean, like I've seen him does. some of his past fights and he throws he throws some clean shots. Got big power. He's not afraid to take a shot, and he presses forward, too. I mean, he's just an explosive fighter. For Dawkins, him and his brother both have been dealing with some losses, and the way that they've lost has made me wonder if they not just their confidence is shot, but if they even believe in themselves in terms of their chin, you know, and any type of big shots, they're going down. And so both of them, from the heavyweight div- division down to the light heavyweight, or for Chris anyways. Middleweight. From middleweight, yeah. All these yeah. things, these guys... Wow. They're fast. They hit hard. Everyone's explosive now. So they're going to have to be cautious and careful, maybe revamp their game if they're going to stick around. But I felt like this was one of those those cards that was like kind of like a cleaning house card. Like if you didn't have a good performance, odds are they're letting you go. You know? So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Darkus ends up being let go. Now, the Lucindo and the Viviana Viana fight, the Pollyanna Viana fight. I think both of them are still really good. Both of them have a lot of talent. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I don't think they're letting either one go. I mean, obviously, Lucinda won, so they're not going to do that. But Pollyanna Viana, I think she offers, uh, she still has a lot of talent, still young, and they can still help, you know, try to help build her. Uh, but the AJ Dotson fight and the Chikawu fight, what did you think? Horrible. <laughs> John, did they let I'm both of them go because it was horrible. so bad? <laughs> did they let both of them go because it you was know, so bad? <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm going to be flat out honest. Bellator had this type of fight multiple times in, in Sioux Falls, and it's one of those, it's like, guys, you've got to figure out, man. You got you can't have all this energy afterwards. You can't sit there and stare across at your opponent and you know give faints, 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 and then take it to the ground, and a lot of taking it to the ground. And I don't, Josh, you know, ground and pound is an art. It mm-hmm. is not what people, you know, people on the outside that have never, you know, fought, never done it. Yeah. They have no concept of how technical it is to land shots on someone off their back that knows how to defend themselves, knows how to get themselves back up, you know, to be able to keep the position. It's not easy. And if there's an art to it and some guys are really good at it and some guys are not. And man, I'll tell you what, you, this is a demonstration of guys that you go, Man, you, you need to work at that. Mm-hmm. You really need to you know make that a strong suit, something that when you get to that position, you can inflict damage. You can you can keep that person there, inflict damage, 
and make the fight easier for you going down the road. I just looked at this fight, and you, know, I, I think A.J. Dobson's a really talented guy. Uh, he just, he won. Yes, he won. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say he didn't. I would have given him if I was judging it to, but it was just boring. Mm-hmm. Boring. Boring, boring. Frem versus Pickett. I didn't see it. I'm going to be honest. That was when my my ESPN shut off, and I was working at trying to figure out how I could switch to a different mm-hmm. thing. I did get that done, uh, but it was I I saw the last bit. It was a decision, so I didn't get to really see the fight. So I can't I can't even comment. How were you able to eventually watch them? I switched from my normal you know thing that I buy ESPN from. I, I took through, I get Hulu also, so I switched to a Hulu app that someone else on my property that I live, it's their thing, and I went to uh, their thing, grabbed their thing, and opened it up, and it worked. Hmm. So, I cheated. Hmm, nah, it's not cheating, it's being smart. Huh, interesting. All right, and then uh, the Marcus McGee versus uh, JP Boz. I like Marcus McGee. It, dude, that dude came into you know the UFC on a last-second you know, chance to, to get a fight, just beat the piss out of his opponent, won that fight, came back in this one. And J.P. Bays is, he's a good fighter. He's a tough dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, training out of uh, Vegas now, basically. You know, he's from South Africa, but training out of Vegas. And uh, he's an extreme couture. And guy can wrestle, guy can fight, man. But Marcus McKeep, very calm, very, you know, he's tight with his defense when he wants to you know go after you he at least you know takes his head off the center line very just basics but done well doesn't take you know the the huge chance but when he explodes man he comes with power because we're talking flyweights dude yeah and it was at bantamweight but he's i think jp buys was normally a flyweight he was a flyweight at one time but he's got power man i'll tell you what the shot that he put bays down with Bays was coming in, and I think it was Cormier said it was a uh, kind of Pacquiao versus Marquez style, and it was. Mm. You know, you got that forward forward momentum creates a whole lot of torque on someone coming towards you. Was, you remember when uh, freaking DJ Demetrius Johnson fought uh, Benavides the second time? Mm-hmm. You know, and I did that one, and ben- Benavides comes at him hard, and DJ launches her and just obliterates him with mm-hmm. it, and you go. That's what coming forward and getting caught with a good shot is going to do, man. You're just intensifying that, and that's what happened in this one. And it was a you know easy stoppage. You know that it should have been stopped. JP was seriously hurt. He, he got himself up, but he was falling into the fence. And yeah, big win for McGee. He's he's making he's making his little mark in the the UFC. Two wins in a row. Terrence McKinney, man, Terrence McKinney. Just- I know, I know. The last fight, you know, we talked about it was the, the, the <laughs> rattlesnake right. grabbing of the fence. Yeah. But Terrence McKinney came out and said, "We're not going to have any of that." He's he's so athletic, Josh. Yeah, it's it's actually sickening. Yeah, it really pisses me off because <laughs> God didn't do that for me. No, you know, not to that sense. <laughs> you look and you go, "This kid could be so good," and it and and I'm not saying he's not going to be i'm not saying he's not doing the right things when you watch someone who's that fast he's fast god damn it's good mm-hmm. to, it's so nice to see someone that can use speed the way he can and and he never even you know everyone talks he's a first round fighter well 
In this one, he's a first round yeah. fighter because he was all over Breeden. Breeden didn't have a chance. He got hit. Breeden got hit with a body shot, and I thought he did a good job of covering it up, trying to hide that he was hurt. You could see he was hurt because he, he's you know he's all of a sudden he's really he's you know. He's surveying the edge of the cage as he's mm. you know traveling around because you know you can tell oh he's hurt from that you know, he's trying to get air and McKinney was like yep I got you and he was yeah. just all over him and just beat him down until the referee stopped it great performance by Terrence McKinney I mean Terrence is someone like I I wouldn't say he's just a first round fighter it just seems to be going no. in that direction because yeah he, but he, he's definitely like you got. We 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 call it mo, you know, modus operandi. And if you're a coach, you're gonna say, dude, you know, and you're gonna have to fight him. You're gonna go. We just got to get through the first round. Yeah, we got to get through the first round. Yep. You know, this is what I want to do. You know, we're gonna we're gonna. I want to put pressure. I want to make him work. Don't worry about winning the round. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. the, just the truth. And he's gonna have to overcome that. You know, and we've seen a lot of guys. You know, same thing. Have to do those things, and he can do it. Yeah. I mean, he's just so, I know he's got such a bright future. I think he's what, like 23, 24 years old. He's very young. I mean, super marketable. I mean, you know, he's got yeah. a good look to him. I mean, he's, I feel like he, he's, he's 28. 28. Jeez. Um, but you know, like he's, 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 <laughs> he's still, still young. young. But he, has, he hasn't it's, hit his prime. Yet. I, mean, his I would prime, say this dude, is the beginning of his prime. Like 26 to 34 is kind of your prime. You know, some, yeah. some come a little bit later in the prime, which is around 28 to 29. You know, and they get into 34, 35, 36, kind of. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's got it. He's got the tools. I mean, hopefully he can just figure out that little issue he's having with the, the after the first round. And a lot of that has to do with how he spends his energy, you know, yeah, in that does. first round. But it's a lot of it's mental, himself. too. Mm-hmm. It a is. lot of it's mental. It is. You know, because you can mentally, you know, you're not. You, how many times, you know, you said you get done with that round, and all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. You know, you were okay when you were fighting, mm-hmm. but as soon as you stop and that's the end of the round, and you're going to get this break. Now it's like, oh, hey. yeah. and you can mentally put yourself in a negative position. And he's just got to you know, figure out a way to just shrug it off. Frank Shamrock was the best at explaining it. He's like, you won't realize you're tired until the, until you stop moving. He's like, and that's why I just never stopped moving. And he used to frustrate <laughs> the shit out of me. It's true. He's like a little fucking worm flopping around, getting ready to put on. Oh, he was, dude, he I, 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 he was like a flea. <laughs> Yeah, that was what I, I said. He was just this, he was just this annoying flea that if you rolled with him or anything, he just kind of just hovered. He was not heavy. He was not didn't do anything that you looked and you went, "Wow, that's pressure." Nope, yeah. he was like, a gnat. Nope. <laughs> but he was good. Uh, any other fights out here you want to talk about? Yeah, Isaac Delgarian, man, he came in there, and I, you know, I was, I don't want to say bagging, but I guess I was bagging on like AJ Dobson, and, and you know, you get to the ground. This is what you do when you get to the ground. Isaac Dolgarian against Francis Marshall. First off, he takes the fight to, to the ground because his wrestling is da- damn good because Marshall saw the takedown attempt coming. He went to defend it. And he still couldn't get it. Yeah. Still got put on his butt because Dolgarian can absolutely wrestle. The kid is a stud wrestler. And then on top of that, he's physically strong. And on top of that, he's got conditioning. And on top of that, he doesn't stop. He kept just advancing his ground and pound and putting shots on Marshall and not stopping. And when he got to the point where it was like, oh, oh, Marshall's starting to have problems, he just intensified the situation and just put a beat down. And you go, 
that's what i'm talking about yeah that's an output that's what you want to do that's how you make people realize oh i'm i'm not here just to you know lay and pray i am going to punch a hole in the middle of your head if if i'm able to take you to the ground dolgarian looked fantastic yeah I watched a little bit of the Parisian fight and uh, Boudé fight. I mean, Boudé was hitting him with some big shots against the fence, was getting him running around, and and then my my thing shut off. <laughs> like, I was like, it well, uh, it wasn't so much weird, more because man. near you know getting probably close to the end of the round, mm-hmm. you know when he took him to the ground, hits the fucking submission, and you know Josh Parisian just didn't have anything in that fight for Boudé. Boudé, you know Boudé look doesn't Boudé looks like a Boudé. You know, he's big and round, but <laughs> the Duke of Fight, man. Yeah. The Duke of Fight. I don't, you, know, you can look, you can look, you know, like, you know, you're slow and stuff. He's not slow. He's got speed in his hands. He's, he's, he's a guy you're going to have to watch in the heavyweights. You know, I talked to you a little bit last week about Jackie, uh, Jackie Amarin, and she's, yeah. she's lived in my house, you know, her and her ex-husband, you know, and train, and they, they used to teach some of the kids and the, and some of the adults at my gyms when I was in fight camps. Good. Yeah. You know, she's very talented, very explosive. Oh, you can see that she's in the fight. Gotta, yeah. She's got to work though on her stand-up. She's got to get better at her ground and pound. I mean, yes. I mean, John, you were saying, uh, there we go again. This, this, this stuff is just. <sighs> It just doesn't, it doesn't look, it's not doing anything. And the refs are thinking, no. I'm not stopping the fight. I'm not stopping the fight from these little yeah. tiny shots. You know, so, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a for instance here. And this is exactly what it is. And it's, it's not nice to say, and I'm trying to remember who the fight was against. It was a, this Brazilian girl, but it was Roxanne Modafari. And I, I love Roxanne. She's a sweetheart, but I'm, I'm, I'm refing her fight. And she, uh, she, ends up taking her opponent down multiple times and, and she's getting beat in the stand-up. But she takes her opponent down. I'm trying to... I'll, I'll look at... Keep on going down. Mason Barber, no. Keep going. Might even been before the... Stop real quick. Stop. Oh, oh, wow. th- there it is. Marais. Mariana Marais right there. That win. Huh. She's fighting Mariana Marais. It's Invicta. And she's... Uh, she's taking this girl down and she's you know mauling her as far as positioning she gets to mount all the time and she starts trying to ground and pound and josh i sort of got i'm looking i'm going that's not going to crack an egg okay and it was you know, and, she, and she's doing you know this right and i'm like i'm not gonna stop you. you're not you're not hurting her you're not damaging her right and so the round first round goes and you know it stops right i'm like all right, John Wood comes in. He's her coach at the time. He's, he's there. And, and I think also Tom Lawler was in her corner, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I go over and I said, you know, hey, got to do some got to do some damage. She wants me to stop it, right? And, you know, yeah, go away. Second round happens, same thing. She yeah. takes this girl down and she gets on her. And she's doing this, you know thing and and the, the girl from underneath is throwing back right yeah and i'm like i let it go she had to have her on the ground for at least four and a half minutes uh, right i let it go the entire time right geez. and you know round in she gets up the other girl just pops up and here comes john wood and Tom Waller and i go john she's got to freaking put some power on these shots for me to stop this fight john wood looks at me and goes john She's giving it all the power she has. 
I, just, I go, good point. Right? Oh, jeez. Yeah. And so <laughs> she eventually switched to elbows in the third, and I stopped. That's but I mean, so like, funny. I mean, it was like, God damn. It was just, and yeah, I mean, it went far into the third round. <laughs> it was just a, as a, as a ref, I was in there saying, I can't stop it. She's not hurt. You know, it's like a grappling match. <laughs> you know, it's, but wow. Yeah, the, the best line, John, she's giving it everything she's got. Okay. Good point. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, that's gonna that's gonna wrap up our UFC talk, and um, we're gonna jump into Bellator. And before we do that, though, go to OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in, OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in. Subscribe to us over there. Uh, I posted up some new videos from John and I in, in Japan to some other uh, content as well that we've uh, experienced over the last couple of weeks. And so, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that. Go to OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in. Also, was on there and uh, was able to chat with Chris Cyborg a little bit. She's uh, killing it over there, doing a great job. So, uh, there's other fighters that are on there. Luke Rockhold's on there, and uh, who else? AJ McKee. Ooh, who? Someone just signed. Who just signed? Uh, no, no, they signed uh, Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis is yep. He's setting up, and then uh, Cain Velasquez doing an appearance at Anthony Pettis' uh, next uh, event. For his fight, nice. and yeah, so Kane's going to be heading out there. If you guys want to get a chance to meet Kane Velasquez, he'll be out there at Anthony Pettis' uh, event for his I want you to know, I did, offer, I, I did offer you up, okay? Mm. You know, there was someone that tweeted me this thing about, you, you guys are pushing fighters like pimps, man, you know, no, only fan. That. I'm like, no, 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 completely different. I said, but I will offer up the punk. Of course. Because I mean, he's a sexy beast. Because you're a sexy beast, dude, you know, I'll do it. Bring, bring the checkbook. Just bring the checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump into Bellator. John, there's ah, not, there, not going to be a go lot ahead. to talk about. No, there's not. We're not going to do a lot of talking because I was not. In, I, I was not impressed with your performance. But. Okay, now give me this since you watched the, the majority, almost all the whole card or the whole card. No, um, I watched you, the whole no, card. No, no, the <laughs> UFC. The UFC. Give yes. me, give me um, a rating. One to ten. On the UFC it. card, yeah, you know the first. Okay, and it's tough because the 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 first half of the UFC was a lot of finishes, similar to Bellator start off finishes, and then you look and you go, well, that makes it. You know, that's a good card. That's you know, and then it it ended. <laughs> it just ended, and that's where it's like, okay, it's starting to not become a good card. If I was going to say a, a one to ten on the on the UFC card, no more than a five. Oh. Okay. Uh, and if I was well, going to give the Bellator card? Yeah, give me the Bellator card now before we talk about it. Four. Yeah, I was thinking round three. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking round three. Yeah, just especially with the level of fighters that are on there that just didn't perform. Yep. Yep. That's that's the thing. Like knowing how good they are, knowing what they're, you know, knowing what they can capable do. Capable of. Yep. Capable of, just didn't perform. Yep. Didn't perform. You know. Not, but I can't anyways, say that uh, against can't say it. Logan Storley, the the main event, he came out and did exactly yeah. what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he looked great. Brett, and it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. Look, I knew going into this fight that Brendan Ward was injured. I knew he was injured. We talked about it, uh, and he had some good injuries. But you know, he didn't make any excuses. He he went out there and he used the arm that he had that was injured, that left hand. Uh, he was using it. He was using it big time. Uh, but he had a partially torn bicep and a and a labrum tear. He got hurt in tr- training, so uh, he went in there and he gave it everything he had, and he didn't want it to stop and stuff, but yeah. Logan was starting to put it on him, and, and he couldn't push off of that arm. And so 
Jason Herzog knew that too. So when people sit there and go, that was an early stoppage. Yeah, the, the referee knew yeah. that he was in a position where we, there he was. It's kind of like when, you know, TJ Dillashaw is mm -hmm. fighting Aljamain Sterling. When you're looking, you know, the guy's shoulders out. Or Aaron Pico is fighting Jeremy Kenny. And they're trying to fight. You, you know, as long as they're fighting, you're, you're letting it go. But when they get into trouble, you're going to stop it quicker. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I like. I look at it like you should have been fighting, but I understand it was a big opportunity for him. Yeah. You know, I mean, with this win, he would have been fighting for the title next. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Logan did what Logan's supposed to do. Logan's supposed to go out there, get the takedown, control the top position, do some work, and he did. He did all those things. He got to mount, controlled that top, Sit. did some work. You know, nothing against Brendan. I love watching him fight, man. But he Dude, fucking I watch, looked. I watch Brendan. He Dude. looked fucking solid when he stepped on that scale. I was like, holy shit. Oh, dude. He, he is... was shredded. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, you got to explain this shit to me, okay? Because I've known too many guys, you being kind of one, now you're not, but that's okay. <laughs> but guys that really took care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Guys that really, you know, just do everything right, you know, nutrition and everything, and, you know, look good. And you can look at, and this is no disrespect to Brendan because, you know, he's got, everyone knows his story and he'll tell you his story. Mm -hmm. You know, he abused his body in ways that he's lucky to be alive. And that dude is built out of concrete. Yeah. He is amazing how freaking just solid he is. You hit him, you know, hey, what's up? Boom. It's like hitting Dan, you know, dunk. It, yeah. it makes a sound that no, no one else makes that sound. And you go, God damn. You know, you are just put together with a material that most of us are not. Yeah. You know, that's why he What's, survived everything that he survived with his addiction for a while. So, Certain guys, man, like Dan Henderson, if you ever shake his hand, same thing with yep. him. You shake their hand. It's like leather hands. They're, they're like, they have this crust around them. It's, it just, it's like. Crust uh, and a squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and uh, both of them are extremely nice guys, fun to be around. You know, just, uh, I don't know, it's something about him. He's just, I'm surprised he's able to keep all that muscle on. Yeah. You know, for, uh, you know, and, and maintain that type of muscle without uh, going through what he went through, you know, but it's the whole build back better, try and be better, try yeah. and build back better. And let's not forget, he, he does built manual labor. Better. You know, he was doing manual labor for a long time. An iron worker. So he's, yeah, he's slinging iron. So he's not just slinging dick, he's slinging iron. So he's out there <laughs> getting it going. So, I mean, he, whatever he's doing physically, he looks good. You know, um, shit, it sucks when you have an injury going into a fight and you know there's just certain things you can't do. But, you know, you obviously, for him, I, I mean, if he, apparently he, from what I understand, right, he didn't, he wasn't working during this time. He was able to focus on the whole camp. <clears throat> I'm being honest, and, and you know, he said it. I talked to uh, his coach, uh, Greg, and then he, Greg said, he goes, John, he goes, he was in fantastic shape. He goes, but he did not train as a, he goes, he didn't train as a fighter. He, he couldn't hit mitts. Uh -huh. He couldn't throw, he couldn't throw his hands. He goes, there's nothing that we could really do, but he goes, and, and Brendan said, he goes, I'm in the best goddamn shape. He goes, I can go forever. He goes, he says, you guys, you know, he goes, I know you think I'm going to get tired. I'm not going to get tired. I I can go. And he goes, he says, and that's what I wanted to do. I want to do this. I want to push and I want to get him tired and then I'm going to take over. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, he had his game plan and stuff, but he wasn't able to train yeah. the way he wanted to train. And he wasn't, he was not able to train wrestling at all, which yeah. you look and you go, oh, That's shit. The whole thing. Hello. Yeah. yeah. And if you're That's not like, training it, it's yeah. so hard against someone like Logan. Yeah. You know. He's going to grind on you. He's going to transition. He's going to, you know, chain techniques together. Yeah, chain, chain techniques together and just catch you. You're, all of a sudden, you're one step. Now you're two steps. Now you're three steps behind, and you're going down. So Good for Logan, though. Logan needed that win. Yep. And, uh, yep. yeah, back on track. Next fight. Yep. Uh, Valentin Moldovsky in a kind of semi-rematch against Steve Mowry. They had a, a, you know, a first meeting that ended probably a minute into the fight off of an eye poke. Maury had got Maury got eye poked. He wasn't able to continue. I don't blame him for that one. And so you looked at this one, and this was the one that for both of them to prove something. Neither one of them proved anything. You know, Maury uh, proved. Well, I'm going to say Maury knows that he should have fought that in a different fashion. I think Moldovsky should have actually fought it in a different fashion. And when I say different fashion, here comes the ground and pound again. I've seen you have good ground and pound. You've got to, when you've got someone that's good off their back and can create some problems for you, you've got to intensify what you are doing to them on, in the ground on those positions so then they don't want to go towards trying to look yeah. towards the sweep and stuff. They're more towards, I gotta, I can't do those things. Now you've taken away their ability to turn you. Now it's a matter of breaking through the defense. You know, Moldowski won the fight, no doubt about it. <clears throat> Maori needs to go, you know, that was Maori's first loss. And he needs to, you know, just look at it, learn from it. I, it sucks, but, you know, you didn't get beat up. You know, you just got things that need to change for you to be the guy that is being in control of the fight. You know, the next fight surprised me because I expected a lot of Dalton Rasta and he just, he, but he look, talked to him a little bit through Twitter or Instagram and stuff. And he's like, I have no one else to blame but myself. You yep. know, uh, you know, if game plan was going on track for the first round, second and third round, decided to throw it all out the window, shooting shitty shots, you know, and um, <clears throat> he's extremely talented. He's, he was undefeated up until uh, this this night. But Aaron Jeffrey, man, you can't take anything away from him. He finds ways to win. I know he lost his fight before that, but man, he finds ways to win, especially against good wrestlers. He's like, nah, I got this. I can take it. Like he knows yep. he can get up. He knows he can stuff takedowns. He knows he's got. A, just a stand up thing with the knees and the elbows and the and the pressure, all those things. He just finds ways to get in your face. And next, you know, you're looking up at the guy, going, "How did I lose to this guy with a fucking mustache and mullet? And a mullet. How the That's fuck it. is this guy beating me right now?" Yep. <clears throat> and and Dalton Rasta just looked so frustrated, fatigued, also in that second, at the end of the he second, was. into that third round, he looked exhausted. End of the second, he was exhausted. Yeah. And it's the first time that we've seen him in that type of... I, like, I talked to Dalton after this thing and all. And, you know, Josh, when we talked about this fight, what, what did we say? I said it's a 50-50 fight. Yeah. Based upon... Look, it all depends on who fights this at the range that they should. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Aaron Jeffries has... You know, every fighter's got certain things that they do really well. You know, and things that they don't. They've got to work on. But, you know, and you think that you... Oh, I can handle anybody in this in this particular situation. Aaron Jeffries in his last fight when he fought John Salter, you know, before the fight, you know, talked about, you know, look, I train with the best wrestlers. I'm not where I get up from everyone. And then he faced John Salter and all of a sudden he couldn't get up. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and it comes down to my, you know, my statement that I always say, you don't know what you don't know until all of a sudden now, you know, mm-hmm. and 
he faced that guy that, okay, I now, I have to improve. And when you look at him in the clinch, he's Randy Couture. I know, yes, he comes from Canada. I know he's got hair. But in the clinch, <laughs> he's got all of his he's teeth. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking good. Yeah. He understands the clinch. He creates problems for you in the clinch. He does a lot of damage to you in the clinch, and he wears you out similar to what randy couture would do and you know and i look, i can tell you man you know i trained with randy and I, that dude wore my ass out in, when we would get to a clinch if we got on the ground i was okay in a clinch i would be exhausted standing i just want to fall to the ground yeah. okay because he has he just has this way of making you work much harder than he's working aaron jeffries is he's that guy he can do that and and i knew if they got into these wrestling situations mm -hmm. i'm like Dalton can wrestle, but that's not that he needs to use his stand up in his hands, similar to what he did with Romero Cotton, you know, and he got away from it after the first round, you know, yeah. even in the first round. And it was his downfall. He was the one that was initiating the wrestling for the most part. Now, Aaron was going, okay, let's do this. This is good for me. I like this. Uh -huh. And he continued to make the mistakes. And Mike Brown in his corner was telling him, stop wrestling. Yeah. But and if you're not going to listen to your corner, what are they good for? Yeah. And yep, you've yep. got to listen to those guys, you know, and, and I've, I, I'm not saying anything. I didn't talk to Dalton, you know, I talked with him and, you know, and he's crushed because it's his first loss. And I, and I told him, Hey, it's no big deal. Happens mm -hmm. to everyone. You know, you just got to learn from it and move on and better yourself. So you, you say, here's where I made the mistakes and that's, this is how I'm going to fix them. Yeah. But it was a big win for Aaron Jeffries and it proves Aaron Jeffries. He's in that position. Look, you know, you got the Fabian Edwards versus uh, Johnny Eblen fight coming up, but Aaron Jeffries putting himself in a position to possibly get that title fight. Yeah, because Dalton Ross is number what? He's he was number four. Number four, right? So he just beat Dalton Ross, and he had beat Austin Vanderford before that, who was Dalton yep. Ross's teammate. So the two of them, um, he's, he's beat, got he's got wins. he's got ATT's number, man. Yeah, and Salter <laughs> and Salter is uh, retired. So John Salter walked away. He's retired. And so now you've got Aaron Jeffries. He'll probably be up there at number four. I mean, him and Anatoly Tokov would be a fun fight or him Great and fight. him and Gegard. You know, um, if you're looking for who might fight Aaron Jeffries next. Yep. So he's got a win over Rasta and a win over Austin Vanderford. So I don't understand how he's ranked behind those two. Um, but I'm sure they'll make the adjustment hopefully by Monday. We'll see, though. The yep. media here that does the rankings here doesn't ever surprise me. Ah, surprise! All right, the next two hey, fights though were a lot of grappling. So you've got James Gallagher and Sydney Outlaw, the two of them fantastic grapplers. But go ahead, John. What's your take on both these fights? Ah, uh, you know, I thought James Gonzalez did not fight a smart fight in the first couple of rounds. Finally, in the third round, he got his his act together, and you could see exactly what he could do. But it was too late. Uh, judges ended up giving a split decision win. You, you got to give it to Gallagher. That's his first fight back in like two years. That's not an easy mm -hmm. thing. He did fight a tough guy, Gonzalez. I, the Alley Cat is a tough kid. I really enjoy watching him fight, but he did not fight smart for the first two rounds. Mm -hmm. Gallagher did. And Gallagher where's, went to what you know. Where's Gallagher really training at now? <clears throat> he was in Thailand. You know, for the most part, he was in Thailand, and he he said I was working on my wrestling in Thailand. He goes, I goes, there's so many great wrestlers in Thailand now. Yeah, well, the, you got all these international Russians. Yeah, and they do. They they got you a know. ton. So. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go back to training at uh, SBG. SBG. And, yeah, and I don't Ireland. know. 
Yeah. Interesting. And then, that, uh, you know, I, Ke- I Kiefer Crosby imagine. was in his corner. Oh, okay. Kiefer. So. He's, he's, I love him. He's fucking he's, hilarious. He's big guy. daddy is hysterical. Big daddy. And then Sydney Outlaw and Mamadoff. You know, you, you know Mamadoff, and you were the one that said, Johnny doesn't do really good when a guy can, you know, scramble. He doesn't scramble well. And you're right. Man, I'll tell you what. You know, I, I went, you know, looking at all the fights, you know, before the fight and watching him, you know, I was watching him against guys that would, are good, good on the ground. But don't scramble. They they'll uh, they'll accept being on their back. Mm-hmm. And the the very first moments of the fight, Sidney Allen lands one punch, a jab down the middle that kind of puts him back on his feet, mm-hmm. and bloodies his nose. Now it didn't break his nose, Josh, but he was absolutely affected by that. That one shot, and you can see it because when a guy starts doing, you know, touching, touching, and he's doing it into the next round. It's telling you that it affected him way more than it ever should have. So there's something either it's broken or he's letting it affect him in a way. But he got out wrestled. Yeah. Sydney Outlaw would, you know, take him down. And even when Mamadoff was able to kind of, you know, try to work himself to a good position, Outlaw kept scrambling and ended up in the top position on him. Yeah. Yeah. One thing with Mamadoff, and I trained a lot with Mamadoff. He was actually one of the first Russians outside of Habib that I trained with. And then Islam came, Islam Makachev came a little bit later, or we just didn't train as much. But Mamadoff and I trained quite a bit in the beginning when he first came. And I just noticed, like for me, I was one of those guys that never, I was always told myself the Frank Shamrock mentality never stop when you're on bottom. Don't stop moving, get back to your feet. You go back and watch Frank when he fought Tito. Always making him work. Always making him work. That's one of the things that I took away from Frank and Crazy Bob when when I was training with them all the time. So anytime you got with the Russians, you had to make sure that you just never stopped. If you settled in on bottom, fuck, they would just, there's no way you're getting up. Never let yourself settle. And I saw that in Sydney. Sydney's not someone who settles on the bottom when you watch the Adam Piccolotti fight. And I've seen him train with Adam Piccolotti as well. And Adam's a guy that doesn't settle on bottom. Always trying to hit a switch, always trying to hit a Gramby, always trying to like figure out how to come underneath. Like, and that, those are the kind of guys that I, from watching, that would give Mamadoff problems. So when this fight was put together, I was like, damn. You know, when you look at Brett Primus, Brett Primus doesn't scramble. He goes right to his guard, he goes nope. right to the rubber guard, right because he's comfortable trying to with attack. It. And he's comfortable being off it. of his back. But if had he created some scrambles, I think he would have had a good chance of, you know, getting to the top position and being on and, and maybe potentially winning the fight. But Mamadoff, man, great wrestler, good on top, doesn't like to be hit. It was bothering him with the with the nose. He was having some problems with it. You know, I don't know what it is, but it's a mental barrier with him because he is so talented, so good. He could be so good. He could take it to the next level. He is really good. He hadn't lost in like 14 or 15 years until he had lost to, um what, Benson? To Benson. And then, you know, then he comes back and now he loses to Outlaw. It's just one of those, he's got to get through this mental thing. He's got to believe in himself, and no one can do that but him. Because I know that he is extremely talented. He's just got to do it. Yeah. Um, what other fights on here you want to talk about, John? Uh, you Obviously know, the, the, talk, go ahead. You got Blockus. We'll, we'll talk about Blockus real quick in, in, in a half second. This kid's talented, comes mm-hmm. from Minnesota in the wrestling program. Uh, he wasn't up against anybody that was uh, within his caliber, so you got a real quick first round. He was actually a post-limb fight, mm-hmm. but the people stuck around to, to watch him, so that was good. Uh, I don't even want to talk about... Uh, Justine Kish, Kish fought well. Yeah. Diana of Saragova 
John, look at I was watching that go fight, ahead, going, "What in the fuck are you doing?" Oh, no, thank I you. I couldn't. I was. Just, I was just. You can wrestle. You can. You can grapple. You've got good hands. You got heavy power. You're not throwing or you're wrestling. I don't know what happened, man. I, Even I when Kish would would almost initiate a grappling situation, I'm sorry, Gova would like push out of it. It's like you think you're that good on your feet. Go, go away. Yeah. Sorry. Go away. No. Uh, Barzola, Barzola and Bates. Well, you know this. I thought it was a good fight, and I thought Jalen Bates. I thought going in that Barzola was too experienced for Jalen Bates. Mm -hmm. I think Jalen Bates. Jalen is super talented, super talented, and uh, you know I talked with his coach. You know who I love, Antonio McKee, and McKee is like, no, this is a good fight for him. This he need he needs to have this kind of fight. And I think that Antonio was saying that, knowing that, yeah, he could lose this fight, but he needs this. He needs mm -hmm. to go against someone that will not quit, will not just give in, will not just stop, you know, based upon, oh, you're talented and yeah, you're good. I'm just going to keep grinding you. And that's that's how Barzola wins. Yeah. And that's why Barzola won, because and you could hear Antonio McKee in the corner. Hey. Yeah, this you're in a fight. You got to fight. Stop. <laughs> you got to, you know, because yeah. the the best thing about Antonio McKee is he's as real as it gets, especially yeah. in the corner. And he's said some of the funniest shit I've ever heard out of a corner man yeah. at times. But he was real. You know, he's telling him, "Hey, you better go kick his ass. You you you're behind in this fight, and it's your fault." You know, it's like nothing but tough love from Antonio McKee. What's the next fight, uh, Dave? Yeah, it just um, my thing. Uh, yeah, where'd you go? Dave <laughs> is just all over yeah. the place. Don't know even what he's doing right now. Uh, you got to give a. Uh, you see, and I'm and I'm being honest. I'm watching certain fighters in Bellator and going, mm -hmm. they need to get ready because you just don't go after the fight. Yeah, you try to win, but you just, it's okay if I just win by this much. Mm -hmm. No, I want people that are killers going after it. People that want to, you know, fight a great fight. Leandro Higo, you know, against Mikhailov. You know, hey, he fights. I give it to him. Vladimir Tokov had a tough fight against Pacheco. That kid is super big for the weight class. You talk about a huge lightweight yeah. and yeah. put together no fat on him and has talent, but you know. Tough win for Tokov, but it was because, you know, at least he kept going after him and kept trying to do stuff. Alfie Davis fought a really smart and one of the better fights I've ever seen Alfie Davis fight against Elon Cruz. And, you know, you'd look and you go, he's getting better. And yeah. So, but, John, he's so. also one of those fighters, though, that I feel like you got to keep an eye on because he's got to he's got to start pushing through looking to get the finish. Yeah. A, lo true. a lot of this target practice like he's. Michael Venom Page, they fight very similar. Fighter. He's a point yeah, fighter. Point but Michael fighter. Venom Page tries to put you away. Yes. Whereas Alfie Davis, he just tries to touch you, touch you, touch you. Even when he lands a good shot, he's hesitant to jump in and try and put you away. Sorry, man. If you got this type of ability, you need it. We need to see finishes out of you. I can't yeah, just you keep having this, you ink him by. Uh uh. What you need to do is watch <laughs> this guy named Marcelli Alves da Silva, known as Doreen, him against Gerald Hodge. That was a fight, dude. That. Son of a bitch. You talk about biting down on a mouthpiece and just slinging leather. That's what you're looking for. And Sullivan Colley, look, 
he looked good. He did he came back coming back off a tough loss. A mm-hmm. little bit of confidence is it was uh shattered with that loss. Now he, coming back and getting the the win that it, the way he did first round again against Salim, that was a nice win for him and mm-hmm. Jordan Oliver, you know, you the man I, of the night, man. The man of the night. Dude. There's been more press, more talk, more everything about him. I mean, just he looked fantastic. Did exactly what he was supposed to do. Didn't waste any time. You know, he did what he was supposed to do. You can't be more impressed no, by a first-time fighter. No, and the, the the fact is, you know, Morrow says, you know, what do you what do you want to see out of him? I want to see him stand up, and I mean that when I said because I want to see him. I want to see how much confidence he has in his stand. Is he going to engage in the stand up first, or is he just going to start shooting? For the takedown, and I understand why you're shooting for the takedown, yeah. but I've got to see that you can take a shot. I got to see that it's not going to affect you. I got to see that you can throw your hands and land shots and say, "Hey, okay." And are you? How are you going to reset? He did all those things. He did a great job standing on his feet for a short time, landed heavy. He took one shot, you know, step back, threw a combo, and then Britt right into the takedown and just dominated. And that's what he was supposed to do. John, he was literally like six months ago. Not at Kill Cliff, not training. He was, you know, he was in the, it was in in the Olympic room, just basically getting his wrestling yeah. on, you know, yeah. at um, the Olympic Training Center. He was just training wrestling only. He had been training on the side here and there in jiu-jitsu. It lets you know, look, he understands what wrestler, what positions wrestlers should be good at. They should be good at the side choke. They should be good at kimuras. They should be good at getting on the neck, whether it's a guillotine or whatever it is, pressing you to the fence. He's he understands what positions he needs to to finish the fight and get him out of there. Now I agree he does need to work on on his stand up, get a little sure. more comfortable there. But can we ease him in a little, John? Before we ask this of him, come on. Yeah, John wants it right now. John wants it right now. John <laughs> McCarthy wants to see if he's good on the feet. No, then we're gonna lose him. We'll never see him wrestle again once he realizes he's got knockout power. Okay, that's what's yeah, gonna happen. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so I'd like to see him. You know, next fight. A little bit on the feet, but you know, a lot more of what he was, what he was able to accomplish in this fight. And then his third fight, but depends on the opponent, you know, but don't forget where you came from. Utilize what you have. Look, he doesn't have a lot of time. I think he's no. 33, 32, 33. 30, he's 33 years old. Same as when Randy Couture had his first yeah. fight. So I look at that. I'm like, look, he's got, he's, if he can shape his game plans the right way and get comfortable on the feet and stay in the clinch and understand that, look, the fences becomes a problem sometimes instead of uh instead of help. So he's going to have to keep utilizing his wrestling out in the open mat because that's what these wrestlers have forgotten. The the older wrestlers that have come into the sport, they press them to the fence and think they're going to get the easy takedown when in reality the way for them to get the easy takedown is out in the open mat. And all these fight all this new generations of fighters, they rely on the fence to get up. They haven't learned how to get up out in the open mat. The True. days of using hook sweeps, elevator sweeps, coming underneath, getting the back that way. They've all forgot about it because they rely on the fence so much to get up. So these, this type of wrestler, like a Jordan Oliver, once, once just get the takedowns in the open mat, control the top position, work for your side chokes, work for your back, work for the submission, Kimuras, all those things. I think you're going to see, you're going to see a, a new level of, of guys that can wrestle in the, in the sport if they can start working on getting these guys out, taking down in the open mat. So. I'm looking forward to him, man. He got a lot of press, a lot of coverage. The way he looked, I mean, he's he really kind of saved. He, he's a fantastic guy, a fantastic. Yeah. By the way, he's been asking to come on the show. He asked if he could come on. I'm like, absolutely. I just didn't yeah. want it to be a distraction. I don't like to to reach out to these guys, you know, like four or five weeks before um, their fight, wow. or three or four, you know, two or two weeks or a week of the fight. You know, I hate being. That's why I consider us not media. I don't want to be bugging them 
right before their fight, knowing this is a big deal to him. Glad he got the win. Looking forward to having him on. And um, man, it, it, there's a lot of exciting things for him to come. We're going to see him. He's going to try to stay as active as he possibly can because he understands this is a short period gotta of time. Got to be fast-tracked. Yeah, he's got to be fast-tracked. So good for him, man. Good for him. He saved. He saved uh, Bellator in terms of he got, he got the most media coverage. He pushed Bellator the most. And he it was a great addition to the Bellator crew. Happy for him, man. Good for him. Yep. All right. All right. That's it for that. That's it for that. What uh do you want to talk some boxing? Tell me how it went, or do you want to just jump into something else? Uh, I did not see the Anthony Joshua versus Helena's uh fight. I saw the um Rodriguez fight that was on Showtime on uh Saturday night and Got stuff. It. Watched watched that card and stuff. What'd you think? I'll tell you what, Rodriguez, Lopez, in my opinion, did not have anything for him. Mm-hmm. He started off, you know, pretty pretty well, but Rodriguez just really took over the fight. From the second round on, he was just beautifully putting shots on Lopez. And you could see Lopez just starting to wilt. Just, yeah. just his positioning, the body positioning in the, in the ring and what he was doing. And, and Rodriguez just landing beautiful shots overall. He almost had him out in the twelfth round. You know, hit him with a beautiful body shot, put him down. Came back, put him down three times in the twelfth round, and the uh, fight was. It didn't matter, you know, if, whether they had stopped it or not. You know, the referee yeah. should have known that Rodriguez was way ahead on that that fight card. But nice win, coming back, getting the championship again because he was was champion when he was younger, and that was a it was a just a well executed and. He got a headbutt, and they, they tried to say it was a punch. He got his eye got uh, bumped out off of a, a headbutt, but at least it never really was a factor in the fight. Yeah, even though you thought it could have affected his sight, but he really just put on a beautiful performance. Good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah, I didn't get a chance yeah, to watch any of the boxing, but uh, Dave, is there any news? You have your one or two news cycles yeah. for us. Yep, uh, Bellator 300 got four title fights. Uh, I wanted to get your early thoughts here. Look, UFC has tried to do three title fights in one night, and four times out of the three times out of the four times they've done it, they've all sucked. And then we <laughs> went, we, we decided to we decided to one up them and do four. So I'm looking forward well, to seeing. Maybe three is a bad number, and four is the right number for this. Oh, it's weird because I always thought three like the third time's a charm kind of thing, but three fights, three could be a charm, but. We'll see, man. Four fights. I mean, you could if they all go the distance. Look, I'm looking at this card now. I think Lynn Vassell and Bader doesn't go the distance. I think uh, Premise and not. I think no, it doesn't go the distance. I think Premise and Usman does not go. Does the not distance. go the difference. I think Kat Zingano and uh, Cyborg doesn't go does the distance. Does not go the distance. But it potentially could. Um, I give it potential. I don't think it will though. Um, okay. And then Liz and Alimalay, they're just friends. So I that's could see the it problem. Going, I could see it going the distance. That's the problem. Yeah. I yep. look at that fight. And look at nothing. I love both ladies. They're mm-hmm. both just incredible. They're friends, and I know they're friends, and they don't. Yep. <sighs> Someone lands a good shot. They're going to touch gloves and be like, yeah, yeah, yep. great shot. And, yep. you know, oh, you got close to submission. They're going to be talking. No, that was close. And then, like, it's going to end up being one of those fights, I think, because they, they are very close. I and, uh, Liz, Liz is someone at this point where she's got she got a little bit, you know, of i'll hurt you you know mm-hmm. you you'll make me mad and I'll, i'm gonna go after you she, she's not gonna get mad at a <laughs> and she, 
You know, it's like, you know, the Deanna Bennett, she was getting beaten, you know, and finally, you know, gets the mm-hmm. arm triangle, gets up and like, she was angry. Why? I loved it. Yeah. I'm not going to see that. I'm not going to see that Liz Carmouche. No. So. Well, looking yeah. forward to Bellator 300. Everyone's talking that may be the last Bellator. We'll find out, I guess. But look, everyone that's talking, I want to, I want to make sure you guys, because John and I have been part of this for the longest time. No one knows. Nobody. <laughs> Let's if I knew, I, if I knew, I would tell people. And I've had more. I've yeah. had more people. And it, there's things that you can look at, Dave. I don't know if you can come up with it, but if yeah. you can come up, look look at the Bellator 300 thing that they put out. That's like a it's like a shield, a banner thing. Have you seen that? It's gold, mm. um, and it says you know Bellator 300, uh, Bellator MMA on top or something like that. I could send it to you. I'm sending you. That and I'm going to send you another one with it. Okay, and then another one with it. Where's that one? Okay. Sorry, is Dave. This, is, it, is it this thing right yeah, here? Yeah, that thing right there. Yeah, that thing right there. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's so big about this thing? Well, hold on. You tell me. Pull up the pull up the PFL logo. Yeah, baby. There you go. Because that's what I'm sending you, Dave. Here it is. So you got all three of these. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you not go. You go to that one. That's fine. Go to the go to the one that says PFL MMA. So when you take a look, mm-hmm. now have you ever, ever, ever seen Bellator have anything that looked like a shield? No. Nope. Because that's a shield. That's what we call that. Yeah. Right, you see the you see the B with their thing. That's been their thing. Or they have that in the early days. They had the 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 gladiator because you know, Bellator means warrior in Latin yeah. or something like that. And you saw that stuff, but you never saw them with this shield. And you okay? So you know it's different. Did you get what? It, did it go through there, Dave? To you? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're all just. I'm sending them all over to them. Yeah, laptop. Okay. And so now you take a look at the PFL's logo. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> tell me. Now I'm not. I'm not. You know, saying anything. But yeah, come on. When when you are the one, one in charge of something. Here, let me make. There you go. Mm-hmm. Look at that, and then take a look at Bellator 300. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. We're gonna find out. Like, but here. Oh no, no. And then hold on. Where's it, and what was the next thing that was put out? The next thing that was put out was a picture of the title fight between Chris Cyborg. And Kat Zingano, great, great fight. I kind of like it. And it has what at the bottom of it? Let's see. It's loading right now. There you go. It ends here. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? There's your little banner. It ends here. And it's like, well, you're freaking telling people something. You know, well, you're not telling us. Like I said. I'm just going to say, you're saying something. Yeah, nobody knows. Let's be honest. And if even if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. Because well, I'm not media, so I'm not breaking shit. Like, even if I, I didn't know. I don't know. Oh, I would tell you. I, no, people, I, just, I would tell you. This is what's happening. I wouldn't tell you. I would tell uh, you. No, it's just one of those things, man. It's like the people that know it's, uh, it's not going to be... It's gonna be like Coker. It's and I and look when the strike force deal thing was going through, Coker didn't tell anyone either. So it was uh he made sure he kept that it was quiet. different though. Yeah, I but get that it. Was it was different. Because no, let's see, and here's here's the difference. Coker is the president of Bellator, mm-hmm. but he works for Viacom. True. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. He's not he, he's not in control of what they do with no. their product. No, no, no. As far as that, you know, he he's their you know he runs Bellator and he mm-hmm. puts out a, a a great product with what he does as the president and the promoter. But with Strikeforce, Strikeforce was his. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And he did not want to sell Strikeforce. No. He was looking uh, with the people that had been investors with him wanted money back and stuff, and he got kind of put into mm-hmm. a spot. So that one I can understand him not. This one I don't think you know he's not in control of it. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing, nothing to say. Yep, I mean, but the shit part is, man, two two promotions, two have top top level comp, you know, um, fighters. You've got Usman Nurmagomedov, you've got uh, uh, Amasov, you've got all these guys that are really really good, you know, and to have two promotions, whether it was Strikeforce and Bellator, now you've got the best guys in the top top the top three or four of every weight class has top level guys. Patchy Mix, you know, I mean, like these guys are good. Pettis, you know, got Horiguchi at one twenty five. You've got the best guys, you know, and. Yep. And Johnny Eblen at 185. I mean, you got the best guys. And so, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm a, it's For him, he's got to be thinking, I built this roster. It's finally where I want it to be, and now it's going to be gone again. And the same thing with the Strike Force roster. Yep. You had the built the roster. You know, you got, you've got had champions in every organization. And he built that roster, and now it's going to be gone. If, if it does go away, it'd be interesting because he's got such a connection with all these fighters. Think about Gegard Mousasi, Phil Davis, myself. We all left and went back to Coker because we understood the the what we'd get paid. We also understood the kind of respect we'd get from him. So who knows, man? I don't know. It's interesting to see what will happen, and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out as we all go. We're so long for the ride. Well, he but was I on hate- uh, he was on Jimmy Smith's uh, show. Or was he? You know, and, and he basically said, you know, we're just gonna keep doing fights, and that's Scott. That's who he is. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna keep. But it's you look and you go. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You got. Yeah. I know it's 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 like it's gotta frustrating. Be frustrating to him. It's gotta yeah. be frustrating. All right, guys. Hey, that's gonna wrap us up uh, on our UFC and Bellator talk and a little bit of the Bellator uh, buyout. I guess maybe we'll see what happens. And there's a merger lot be... buyout. I hear it yeah, all. Yeah, I've heard it all. I've heard they're gonna run it se- separately. Bellator's it's gonna, gonna stay. Be PFL's merged. gonna be merged. They're gonna run two. Merge. Yeah, uh, yeah, everyone's heard everything. So we'll see. The what one thing I will and... tell you is they ain't running two. <laughs> yeah, you don't think so? No. Not interesting. Okay, what's the only time you've ever seen one run two? Uh, UFC, UFC ran, ran WEC. And they eventually for a while. It together, yeah. And, and the same merged. thing with Strikeforce. They did it for a year, but they only did it for well, a year because of Showtime. Wise. They had the contracts with the Showtime. They had a contract they had to. All right, guys. Hey, that's going to wrap us up. And uh, go to WayneInMerch.com and check us out there. Check out some of our merch and pick that up. And I uh, want well, thank you guys for uh, watching the show. And John, take us away. For everyone out there, thanks for watching. We'll see you.